Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that will only apply to certain teachers at certain times, but a lot of us will experience this at some point, and so I thought it would be helpful to discuss here, and that is... How do you handle teaching while pregnant, Um, and particularly if you're dealing with morning sickness, uh, but even not just dealing with all the challenges and the lower energy that come along with teaching when you're pregnant? Well, there's no doubt that teaching when pregnant can be downright challenging. You're already tired from the day-to-day demands, and now your body is growing a tiny human in the midst of it all. (laughs) If you have bad morning sickness... Throw that in the mix and you might be wondering if you're going to make it, uh, particularly through that grueling first trimester. And if you are a first-time mom in the first trimester, I will tell you the first trimester is really hard. But for the majority of women, it doesn't stay that way throughout the whole pregnancy. So if you can make it through these next couple months, uh, things should get a little bit easier. The other good news is that you're not alone. You have a whole tribe of women around you, including me, who have survived teaching while pregnant and are ready to offer some pointers to get you through. So I'm going to give you some pointers. Some of these are my own. Some of these are ones I've compiled from other teachers, particularly in our Facebook group, Christian Teachers Lounge. Now, before we get into them, it's a big disclaimer. I am not a medical professional. I am not certified anything as far as, you know, essential oils or medicine uh, or supplements or anything. I'm going to mention a few practical things, uh, but this is not medical advice. It is purely my advice as a teacher. (laughs) That's it. Okay, so please discuss all supplements, essential oils, and treatments with your doctor or midwife first. These are only suggestions of things you might want to discuss and try. Okay, that's clear, uh, let's talk about some practical ideas. Number one, don't let your stomach get empty. So whether it's crackers, soda crackers, ginger snaps, mints, sour candy, or gum, uh, everyone has their go-to. Find something that helps settle your stomach and keep it on hand. An empty stomach makes morning sickness so much worse. So keep nibbling throughout the day even when you're teaching. I'm really thankful my morning sickness uh, doesn't normally result in actually throwing up, but I often feel queasy just all the time and just feel horrible. So it would really help. I remember sneaking to the back of the room and trying to sneak some crackers in in the middle of class, you know, hoping my eighth graders wouldn't notice we hadn't announced the pregnancy yet. Um, But seriously, if you, you do the same thing, right? Find a way if you have to eat, you know, sneak sneak a few crackers during class, do what you have to do um, so that you don't end up with an empty stomach. Um, if morning sickness is particularly troubling for you in the morning, it's also a great idea to keep something by your bed and take a few bites even before you get up just so your stomach doesn't, it, you're not trying to get up on an empty stomach. Number two, enlist another teacher to help. So if you are dealing with, especially if you're actually dealing with throwing up morning sickness, find another teacher near you that can have your back. 
Um, one teacher said they set it up so that if, they, if she needed to run to the bathroom, she could just knock, you know, bang on her door on the way to the bathroom, and that teacher would come out and stand in the hall and kind of keep an eye on both classes and give her a few minutes. So maybe ask another teacher to be your buddy, and if, if they can't watch both classes, they could at least, you know, phone the office for help or let, um, let someone know what's happening. Along those same lines, depending on the age of your students, you can teach your students, you know, what do you do when I, you know, when I need to run out of the room. Number three, take iron or B vitamins to keep up your energy. Now, remember to check with your doctor or midwife, but simple supplements like B6 or iron can work wonders. I mean, here's the thing. As teachers, we're already struggling to have enough energy, right? Teaching is exhausting. So when you get hit with that extra double whammy of teaching and pregnancy, uh, it can totally, totally wipe you out. So supplementing, giving you some some natural supplements that will help keep up your energy can be really wise. B6 is, or other B vitamins can help keep up your energy very naturally. It's just getting extra B vitamins. It's just very simple. Iron is a little bit different. Iron is particularly helpful if you are anemic, meaning you have low iron. So maybe ask your doctor or midwife to look at your labs and ask them where your iron levels were. If your iron levels are at all below normal, this is definitely something to consider. Uh, my iron levels I found out they were low with my first pregnancy, and I suspect they were always low, and I think that really, I kind of wish I would have known that earlier, uh, because I've noticed a huge difference in my energy level once I started taking an iron supplement, and I continue to watch my levels um, through my subsequent, all my subsequent pregnancies, and even in between, when I can feel, I can even feel, I can feel a difference when my iron is low, and when my iron is where it should be. And iron is something that builds up slowly and then depletes somewhat slowly. In other words, it's not like a day-to-day. It's not like I take iron today and I feel good. I don't take it tomorrow. I feel bad. The levels, you know, gradually increase and decrease. But in pregnancy, you need more iron anyhow because you have extra blood, uh, extra blood flow throughout your body. So... All that to say, um, if you do find out that you are low on iron, I highly recommend talking with your doctor or midwife about an iron supplement. And I link in the blog post to one that I found that's very gentle and works great. It's actually, actually liquid iron. Like I said, I noticed a difference um, when I'm taking this and when I'm not, especially during pregnancy. Um, once again, the link to this article is at teachfortheheart.com slash pregnant, and you'll see a link to the iron uh, liquid iron that I take. Number four, stay hydrated. So water is number one, but some teachers recommend lemonade, Gatorade, tea, or ginger ale. See what works best for you, but regardless, you've got to keep drinking. Um, I personally find that a vacuum-insulated cup, so like a Yeti or an off-brand Yeti, keeps my water cool all day and helps me drink more. So it's up, I don't know if, if you like cold water or not, but I really like mine cold, so I find that helpful. But regardless, whatever cup you use, keep it at your desk or podium and make it a point to continue drinking even while you're teaching. I know how easy it is to just, you know, realize I just went forever, I didn't drink anything. So make that a priority. Number five, I've never tried this one, but some teachers recommend trying nausea relief wrist, wristbands. 
So you definitely, once again, need to check with your doctor or midwife to see which ones are suitable for pregnancy. Um, But if nausea is a big problem for you, it might be worth a try. It's these wristbands that you wear around your wrist, um, very similar to ones that you'd get for car sickness or sea sickness. And many it's helped a lot of people. So if you're really dealing with the nausea, it might be worth a try. Number six, up your protein. Protein is important for a healthy pregnancy anyhow, uh, but many teachers have even noticed the difference in their nausea and energy levels when they eat more protein. And even better, if you can break it up into small meals and snacks throughout the day. Number seven, you might want to try sniffing or diffusing essential oils. Essential oils provide natural remedies for a variety of issues, and morning sickness and other pregnancy symptoms are no exceptions. So essential oils can be used in a variety of ways, but one of the simplest ways um, is simply to open a bottle and sniff them. Take a deep breath. If it's a pure essential oil, just doing that can provide some immediate relief. Both lemon essential oil and peppermint essential oil in particular uh, can help settle down a bout of queasiness. So they're a great go-to oil to keep on hand while teaching. If you just have the bottle and you just need to go back to your desk and, and you know inhale a few deep breaths, uh, it can really make a big difference. Uh, ginger and orange oils can also be helpful. Uh, One small caveat, once again, check with your doctor midwife, Um, peppermint does dry up milk, so it's fine for pretty much for pregnancy, but you would not want to use that when your milk is coming in. Another option, other than um, just inhaling the oil, is to diffuse them in a diffuser. So basically what it does is you add oil to water, and then it releases the oil into the air in a fine mist. Lavender in particular is a great oil to diffuse, uh, both at home and if it works out, maybe at school, um, because it helps keep you calm and relieves stress and anxiety. You can find out more about these essential oils. I linked to some of them and I linked to some more info at teachfortheheart.com slash pregnant. Number eight, take naps. Okay, this one is super, super important. No matter what you do, pregnancy is going to zap your energy, especially in that first trimester. Um, I, I don't remember if I've shared this with you guys, but I'm currently pregnant right now and 30 weeks tomorrow. And when I was in my first trimester with this pregnancy, this is my fourth pregnancy, uh, I was doing that long-term subposition. And it just does. It just teaching zaps your energy, pregnancy zaps your energy, you put them together, you are going to be extra, extra tired. So what you have to do is you have to realize you are in a unique season of life is not going to last forever, and you need to take as many naps as you can slash need, okay? Now, I know how impossible that feels, right? I don't have time. I have too much to do. But I'm telling you, your body needs more rest, and you are actually going to be more effective and more efficient if you stop feeling guilty and choose to rest when you can. So that's the biggest thing I'm active, I'm, I'm advocating here. Change your mindset about this. Rather than saying, I can't, you know, I, like trying to go about business as usual, realize this is a unique season. 
things are different. I need to prioritize rest. Um, I would say if I feel bad in that first trimester, I make it a priority. Try to find time for a nap. And you should do the same. Um, You can't do it every day maybe, but when you can, definitely do. Finally, remember that this is not your new normal. It is only a season. So give yourself grace and make the necessary accommodations to get through the next few months. Realizing that teaching while pregnant will by necessity be different than teaching while not pregnant. And find hope in the fact that you won't feel like crap forever, right? All of this will be more than worth it when you have that baby. So uh, make the necessary accommodations. Don't feel guilty. Realize it's just a season. Before you go, I want to tell you, if you are planning a maternity leave, meaning you're going to be, you know, going out, someone's going to be taking over your class, you're going to be coming back, may I, I want to really recommend to you my friend Elizabeth Chapman's book. It's called The Stork Doesn't Deliver Lesson Plans, A Teacher's Guide to Maternity Leave and Beyond. And the book does just what the title suggests. It guides you through this unknown time and will help you plan for an effective, relaxing leave and then the new normal that comes afterwards. So especially if this is your first pregnancy and you're planning a leave, or if it's maybe not your first pregnancy, but the other ones didn't go so well and you want to kind of have, you know, be more on the ball this time, I highly recommend that book. And I link to it once again at teachfortheheart.com slash pregnant. One other thing you can find at teachfortheheart.com slash pregnant, this is just a total bonus, but I don't know about you, but I am, like I said, I'm 30 weeks right now. And so I'm totally in, um, I'm in birth story mode. (laughs) I love to read birth stories, especially encouraging ones um, that are helpful and, you know, get me in the right frame of mind. So if you like good birth stories and you promise not to think I'm crazy for home birthing, uh, you can read uh, my first three birth stories over at teachfortheheart.com slash pregnant. And once again, we'd love your prayers um, for our fourth little one that's due late March, early April. Well, thank you guys again so much for being here. Once again, everything that we've mentioned can be found at teachfortheheart.com slash pregnant. And if you know another teacher that's pregnant, I encourage you to send them that blog post or this podcast and pass along some of these tips as well. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference. 